Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes, episode 143, which is slang on the internet for I love you. Didn't know that one. Um, I'm Trey, joined as always by Tucker, Dylan, and Cam. How are we doing, gentlemen? Great. Living the dream. Having a good time. Good to hear, good to hear. Um, all right, let's uh, get right off the bat. Winners and losers, big winner this week. Absolutely huge winner this week. Lock of the year. The lock of the year picks up its first win in the NFL. Uh, Tucker, let us know how you're feeling as you're now one for one for four. You know, you bat that, you might make the Hall of Fame. And um, give us your lock of the year for this week. I don't have a lock of the year for this week yet. I'm checking right now to make sure what my lock of the year is going to be. But at the end of the episode, I will have a lock of the year. All right. Uh, but honored to have it. One and zero in my last one. Very happy about that. Couldn't be happier. Um, yeah, that's all I gotta say. Could not be happier right now. Uh, Keep, uh, there was a big, and I'd like to call out my haters right now. There was a big uh, motion for fading me. How you feeling now? <laughs> How you feel broke? Thought <laughs> you feel broke now, idiots. <laughs> well, well, I didn't fade you. I didn't fade you. I uh, It's funny because you hashtagged on Twitter, hashtag fade Tucker 2022. Nope, 2020 is two years ago. <laughs> is it 2022? Oh. Um, yeah, I got – I thought your, your um, pick was the under and the Ravens or over or whatever it was. Um, I didn't bet either of them. So you're fine for now. Um, all right, a loser I've got written down here is Cameron for his take that Aaron Judge wouldn't break the record. He he did it. He broke the record. So almost instant I loser. I should. Yeah, it actually was. It was like almost his next at bat. He tied it um, in his next in his like ne- the next day, and then he broke it later this week. Yeah, he went like twenty three at bats without breaking the throw. Also, oh, we'll touch on it later. Um, any other winners and losers anyone can think of? Uh, we have an update on the Jersey fiasco. Jersey watch enters week three. What are, what are we looking uh, at? I messaged this guy back again, and he said that he couldn't give me a tracking number so quickly. He was sorry about it because the shipping department, like, wasn't, like, it's like not common that they do this or something. And I was, but he's like, but, <laughs> that they ship? but you should have it by October 15th because I, I, because in my message, I was like, this is a present for somebody. I'm going to have to buy another one if it doesn't get shipped and he, and I'll cancel and I'll have to cancel this order or something like that. He's like, when do you gonna, when do you need it by? And I said like October, the week after the, the 13th, I said like October 22nd or something like that and he said oh you should have it by the 15th and I was like okay but he couldn't give me a tracking that sounds so no, no winner yet no loser yet Probably we'll see of Tannehill Jersey um, <laughs> loser Colts they're 30-38 right now yeah, you was, might get a mystery I, <laughs> I just turned it on what I was, the hell happened I was just gonna say loser anyone who picked the Colts for the playoffs um, which is yeah. all of us we all picked the Colts to make the playoffs um Jaguar season, baby. Love it. 
Yeah, Tucker with the old, the Jags will make the playoffs and then immediately doesn't put them in the playoffs. But it was a take. It might be up for take of the year if it happens. It could be. Um, all right, Any anything else before we do the poll results? Nope. Uh, oh, fuck, I didn't, I didn't vote. Well, it was two weeks of polls, and Tucker, you could have used a vote because we have two ties. Um, I'll let you know right now I'm in the finals of both of both polls. Wow. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, the first poll I tied with Dylan. Um, I had the take about Jalen Hurts being the best of the Alabama quarterbacks. He said the Eagles were only lose two games this season due to their strength of schedule. Uh, and then I tied with uh, you, Tucker, for the Dolphins will not make the playoffs, and Mac Jones lost uh, trust in the team and won't be. All right, so we'll just say that I voted for me, and we'll give me the win. Uh, Cam, do you have a, a, a coin or ear, AirPods on you or something? Yeah, I got AirPods. All right. Also, I I I voted for Trey because the Aaron Judge take was after the fact, and. I did not vote for my own. Man of honor, you did. You did get zero votes, which I respect the audience coming out here and doing that. But uh, man of honor, uh, can you see me? Yep. Yeah, um, sir. Sir. Dylan, do you want to pick or defer? Oh, my AirPods just connected. Hold on. <laughs> you can still hear you. All right, I'm. I'm gonna defer. Defer to me. Okay, I'm gonna pick sure. right. Okay. What do you say, Trey? Do you have it set yet? I got him right here. I pick right. All right. <laughs> Picking one of them. Doesn't fit. It doesn't fit in my right ear. But it's Woo! Point for Dylan. Big win. I can't go 0-2. All right, Tucker, do Dark you want to pick up. or defer? I'm going to defer as well. I'm, st- I'm sticking my guns. I'll go right. <laughs> my dog, dog wants to pick. Let the dog pick. Be a real shame if Trey couldn't win either. Oh, if it's <laughs> all right. One point for me. One point for Dylan. That's a left. That was uh, that was a good good little round there, boys. Um, ways to takes. Uh, does anyone want to lead off? I will. Uh, go ahead. Do you hear me? Yep, we can hear you. Go ahead. All right. So I said before the show, I have a take that I think I'm going to win a point finally, and you guys will love it. Um, there was some noise that um, I think it was pre-Packers game where Aaron Rodgers was talking like Bill was his best friend, they have a great relationship, and we talked about it a little bit on the show of like Aaron Rodgers maybe to the past, but it's never really been a big thing. Now, I think, and I'll just come straight out with it, he's going to be a Patriot. And here's why. So, I think this year is going to be not bad for Aaron Rodgers, but it's going to be mediocre in the sense that maybe, well, he'll probably make the playoffs and then lose in the first or second round like usual. But you can tell that this Packers team is just not capable. Right. Their receivers are terrible. We've seen that. Now, the Pats don't have great receivers either, better than the Packers. But here's my thing. I think Aaron wants to go out with a bang. I think Belichick wants to go out with a bang. 
let Tom Brady go. Made a mistake. But now I think they're going to get together. Mac Jones, not the answer. Maybe he could use a year to sit behind somebody good. Um, I think that they're going to acquire Aaron Rodgers. They're going to give him a year. They're going to, not going to say win the Super Bowl, but they're going to go all in like the Rams did, kind of. Try to win now. I can sit behind him for a little bit, learn something. Um, and then Bill's out, Aaron's out. One season deal. Yeah, so um, I wanted them to, to actually go after Rodgers back before they drafted Mac. Before that draft, I had said. We actually had a conversation about this exact hypothetical. Yeah, and um, I wanted them to do it because um, he that's when he was starting to have his problems with Green Bay and everyone said he was going to be leaving, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it's funny because Bill, I always say Bill hates quarterbacks. He likes one quarterback in the league and it's Aaron Rodgers. If you've ever listened to his press conferences about Aaron Rodgers, it sounds like he's on his knees. Like he's like, oh my God, he's so good. He's the best. After they beat them this week, he said, yeah, Aaron Rodgers just, uh, just made too many good plays, which he really didn't. I mean, he was good at the end of the game, but he was atrocious for the first, first part of the game. They had a big hug afterwards. There's a mic'd up from like 20 18 or something like that. The last time they played where Brady was still on the team and Belichick went up to him and, and Aaron said, you're the best. He said, no. And Belichick like grabbed him, looked him in the eyes, was like, you're the best. So I think Bill would love it. Um, as for its likelihood, I just, I think on the Patriots side, they do it. I think Bill would do it. Um, I don't think he really cares about the future of his quarterback past, you know, him getting a win record. I think that's kind of, Option A for him right now is to get that win record. I don't think he cares if he ruins the development of Mac, which I think it would hurt. <laughs> I don't think I want this to happen. Um, but I, I the reason I don't think it's going to is because what's his deal with the Packers? Didn't he sign like a couple years deal with them? Like he's I think he's he's happy just riding it out there for, for now. So here two things. One, you have said that Mac is not the guy. I did not say that. I didn't say that. You flirted with it. I flirted. I 100% flirted with it. I didn't say that. And you've also said that he's going to be out before 2026. Correct. So you're not that confident in him. No. Especially now with the the injury. And you said you wouldn't want this to happen. You wouldn't want a chance at a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. I hate Aaron Rodgers. And like Tucker says, I'll give him credit. This is not a Super Bowl roster. You don't slot Aaron Rodgers into this roster and win a Super Bowl. Why? What do you mean? He gets along with Because the talent around him. I don't care about the getting along with people. I think the talent isn't good enough. That's fair. He's done, I mean, he, he always makes the playoffs. I, That's I, the first thing. I guess he if... Always... Go ahead, sorry. No, he always makes plays. I don't think that's going to be the issue. Um, now, you said the contract thing. Yeah, he does have a three-year deal. I realize that. I thought he was on a one. But at the end of the day, these big guys, Aaron Rodgers, Brady, they make the decision. So if he wants out, he can get out. And the only thing I think um, is he's just not a big change guy. And he's like, yeah, I'm pretty happy here. I'm fine with just making playoffs and losing. I'll take my money and go. He's not like a Brady where he just wants to win, win, win. Um, but I think the whole chip's in mode where he, he's like, I can't rebuild another team. It's going to take too long. Let me just win one more and then get out. That's the biggest thing. Um, 
yeah, I mean, I'd be more on top. I'd be more with you if if um, he was on a one year deal. Like I said, I think it's more the Rogers side that make it not happen. And <clears throat> me saying Max not the guy, I just think we don't know yet. I think that last, after last year, you would have asked me, I would be like, yeah, he's the guy. But I I just don't know yet um, in terms of that. And I would certainly take Aaron Rodgers over Mac Jones right now. Like I, I would straight up. Yeah, that's my thing is if if Mac is going to be there for the next five years or three years, whatever. I don't think Bill wants to wait to rebuild and draft him. I, I can't hear a word because Tucker's throwing his computer around the room. <laughs> um, it's all good. Dylan, thoughts? Your favorite quarterback? <laughs> He's not my favorite quarterback. I'm, I'm more in your boat, Trey, in terms of liking him. Uh, but I will say he is good. Um, I think he's still got juice in the tank. Cam, I think you're putting up some good points. I Realistically, I think for this to happen... Belichick has to Belichick has to have given himself a timeline. Like say he's like, I'm gonna do this for three more years. And then he needs to assess the current state of the Patriots and say, Do I think I can win as many games as possible with my current QB situation? The answer is like no, then I think there's room for something like this to happen. Um, I didn't know that whole thing about 2018 game, Trey, what you were saying. But, oh, yeah. Look it up. It's crazy. But before this, before the game started last week, I was watching it right before it started. I turned it on. The first thing on the screen was pregame Belichick talking to Rodgers, like on the sideline. The game hadn't started yet. He loves him. If he just... Look at look up like his press conferences in last week too. He talked about him all last week. All he could talk about was how good Aaron Rodgers is. Now, Rodgers has expressed not wanting to play at Green Bay, so I think I mean he he's certainly fine. It seems to leave. Um, see, I think it would be funny though because Rodgers has kind of been in the wake of Tom Brady for his whole career. It would be an all time. Aaron Rodgers move to go to New England, Tom Brady's old stomping grounds, and win, become the hero of New England. I mean, that would be, I feel like he would like that. <laughs> I feel like he's the type of guy that would like that. So I'm all in on this game. Uh, Tucker? Um, I said, just as I said when we talked about before, I am not in on this. I don't think this would be a good idea for the Patriots. I mean, if you're going for the perspective of Bill, all he cares about is the wins record, then, yeah, that's the best decision you could make. Like, Because Aaron Rodgers will get you two to three more wins a year, I'd say. Like, If, if this is an eight-win team, he'll make it a 10-win team. He doesn't make them a Super Bowl contender, and I think the only thing bringing a guy like that does is, number one, you have to trade away stuff, probably draft picks and things for him. And then number two, you're going to fall in drafts just to be above average. I don't think you'll ever be a Super Bowl contender with the current lineup unless they had a huge offseason where they had a lot of different changes. Uh, but it just doesn't feel like something that I think would benefit the team in the long run. 
I don't think it would lead to a Super Bowl in the short run. So I just don't see the benefit of it. I think that maybe, you know, you could make a playoff run, but it doesn't feel like a Super Bowl team with that. I mean, they don't have the same problems the Packers have right now with not having receivers. And I just, I don't see it being a Super Bowl team. I think there's still a few more pieces missing before they can get to that Super Bowl contention level. So I just, I don't like that move at all. Unless you're just looking at it purely from a Bills trying to get out as and get his wins as soon as possible, which I just don't see Bill doing. Yeah, it, I think it all depends on his mindset. If it's, I need to win now, then he would do something like this. And if it's, I want which his, his legacy, his mindset should be his legacy, leaving the team in a good place, letting him know that it wasn't just Brady, that he built, you know, these teams. So, I, I don't know. It's an interesting take, Cam. Um, speaking of players switching teams, I've got a take. It's a baseball take. Now, you've heard me for the past month or so talk up Aaron Judge, be very nice to him. Um, that's because I believe he's going to be a Red Sox. And it's going to boil down to this take here, so... The take is that he will, Aaron Judge will be a Red Sox next season, um, but they will not re-sign Xander Bogarts. The reason being, what do the Red Sox love to do? Get rid of homegrown talent, bring in superstars outside. Like they did it. Like they had Mookie Betts, they let him go. They brought in uh, Trevor Story. Like they've brought in JD Martinez. They've let. Um, I'm trying to think of their other big talents that they let go. Anthony Rizzo. Um, I, I don't know. This new this new regime, it just seems like they're not really concerned with holding on to their homegrown talent. They'd rather pay out the nose for guys that are dominating the league currently and let the farm system just kind of reset again. Um, so Xander Bogart has played his last game as a Red Sox. Aaron Judge has played his last game as the Yankees. Judge is coming to Boston. Um, I I want I want to make it that Xander will go to New York and they'll switch teams, but I don't know what the, what's their shortstop situation in New York. It's tough actually. Um, we have what's his name, Kin 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 Falefa or something like that. Waiver Torres, right, or did he get traded? No, we had him at shortstop last year. He was so bad in the field that we can keep him. All right. Yeah. That's the take then. Aaron Judge, Xander Bogarts, switching sides of the rivalry. If there's one position that the Yankees need to fill, it's shortstop. Okay, perfect. They're switching sides. Xander Bogart will be a Yankees next year, a Yankee, and Aaron Judge will be a member of the Boston Red Sox. That's the take. I don't. Do I don't. Care. I don't care. Go ahead, Um. I don't see. I'm trying to think of which one I see less likely to happen. I think Bogart's going to the Yankees is less likely than Judge coming to the Sox. Because he's like, I don't know. But the thing is, it comes down to money. So whoever dishes out the most money is what it is. There are two teams with the highest payroll. They pay. There's a better chance that 
Judge stays with the Yankees, then Bogart stays with the Red Sox. So Bogart's is going somewhere. You know, uh, if the Yankees are willing to pay, I could see that happening. And I think Judge will end up, I want to say he's going to end up staying. But if he goes, I think he's going big market out of the division. I don't know where, but somewhere else. I still think he's going to the Angels. That was my take from at the beginning of the year. Hein Bloom was asked today about it, and he completely dodged the question. They said, are you going to pursue um, Aaron Judge? And he completely dodged the question, which means, yes, they are going to pursue him. So the Red Sox will make an offer to him. It just depends if they're going to bring out the checkbooks. I think after a year like this year, <coughs> after the way the team's really been trending, it's uh, – Actually, I shouldn't say that because they were good last the year before. But after a year like this year where they were so terrible, they're going to want to pull out the checkbooks and make something happen. Uh, otherwise, they're going to start hearing it. Um, Cameron, any thoughts? Absolutely no way he's not going to do it next year. Um, here's the reasoning. I, I think I touched on this at the beginning of the season where we were all like, oh, it's going to depend. He didn't take the money. He's going to try to prove himself, which he did very much so. He's going to be the MVP. And Boone is already kind of on thin ice. I know it's not totally his call, um, but I just don't see a world that he's the MVP, almost triple crown winner, and they let him go because it's not enough money. Money's never been the issue for New York, whether you stay the broke or not. They still get the guys. And my biggest thing at the beginning of the season was it's time to, to grow the team with the guys that you have, and that's what I think they're going to do, especially with the number one guy that they have. So I, I just don't see a world that they leave unless he is desperate to get out. And the only thing I think the only reason I think he would be desperate to get out is if they just blow it in the playoffs and lose like round one. But even then, I don't think he's going to the Red Sox because they're not looking promising either. So, like Dylan said, I think he goes somewhere big if he does leave. Um, I think it's a little bit about the money, but if it's about the money, the Yankees are going to win that battle. Um, if he goes to the Dodgers, I will quit baseball. I won't watch anymore. Um, yeah. Tucker? Um, I do agree with Cam there. I. I like this take. I can kind of understand it, but I just don't understand why if these teams had the money, they wouldn't keep their guys. I don't like, I can't see the Yankees being like, no, too much money for a judge and then throw a fat stack at Xander. And I can't see the Red Sox doing vice versa. That's my only problem with the take outside of that. Like, I think both players would fit well with the other team. I just don't see them. Allowing it. It's a good point, but they're willing, like, from the Sox perspective, they were willing to pay Story to come here, but they refused to give Xander what he deserves. And, like, we're to the point now where it's been a year of contract talks with nothing. So, I don't know. I, I, at the I very least, I think Xander's 100% gone. Huh? I want them to keep Devers more than Bogers. Yeah, and and Dever said yesterday that he's open to contract talks starting today. He he wants to get a contract done. 
I want them to keep both of them, and if they don't get Aaron Judge, I'd be fine with that. Like, I, that's the ideal scenario for me. But we'll see. Uh, all right, who's got to take? I'll go. Uh, so switching gears back to football, uh, as we will discuss this later, uh, Tua going down with a uh, hand spasm head injury. I literally thought he broke a finger or something and was trying to look at it. That's what I thought was going on. No, he was just seizing uncontrollably on the ground. And he's out indefinitely. He should retire. That's what the CT guy says. Um, anyway, I was thinking there was um, – who else had a concussion? Another quarterback had a concussion and was out. Hoyer. Uh, Hoyer. Not, not – I was thinking of another one. He got put on IR. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, Jameis, was he concussed? No, he's got a back – his back's broken. Okay, maybe. Ah, uh, uh, shit, I forget. Doesn't Are you matter. talking about somebody that did retire or still in the league? No, who just had like a concussion last week or something. Couldn't play. Oh. But I couldn't remember. Um, but when I was looking up the injury report for the game today, there's four players in total, two on each team. Uh who are out because of a concussion. And I'm not saying that concussions are fake. I'm not saying that CTE is fake. But. And, <laughs> and I'm not, there's not even a but after it. I'm just saying, I don't think it. I think that these guys are actually getting injured. Uh, yeah, I prefaced that wrong. But uh, I think there's going to be a full-fledged investigation into the helmets this season, I think we got faulty helmets. That's the take. We got some sort of uh, bad design. They didn't test them correctly. We got going to have the FBI is going to get involved, and whoever made these helmets is going to jail. It's going to be Helmet Gate. Okay. Because a, a lot of helmet, a lot of a lot of helmets, a lot of concussions. Uh, first few weeks of the season, more than more than usual. So I think the reason that a player like Hoyer got pulled from the game and maybe that the reason that other people are being pulled is because they don't want a repeat of what just happened. Um, I think if that two-way injury doesn't happen, Hoyer may come back out for a series. I mean, he's on IR now, so something else happened to him. But, like, I think that everybody's being really, really careful about how they handle the situation, and I think the NFL got exposed by Tua. I think this kind of thing happened all the time. <coughs> like... It's just the, mat, the the manner of the game. People are going to get concussions every game. Like, it's big people bashing their heads against each other in the ground. People are going to get concussions. I think the NFL is super wary right now of, of concussions. They know it's a bad look. They saw Tua basically die on the field. Um, so they're, they're doing whatever they can to limit that. Um, as far as the helmets go, I mean... They just they redo the helmets every few years. I know that that was like the Antonio Brown thing in Oakland. They they ban certain helmets. So I don't think it's the helmets. I think it's the NFL being really, really careful about the optics of the situation. Tucker? Um, I, I, yeah, I agree with Trey on this, that I don't think it has as much to do with the, uh, uh, 
players actually getting more injured as the two of things scared them this week. With Brian Hoyer, at least. Sorry. Um, but overall, I think that there is so a lot of concussions, but I think it's just normal. I think over the course of three weeks, obviously there'll be some years where there's more concussions than normal, but I think they'll even itself out over the course of the year. So we'll have to see. I mean, I think technology is only getting better, so I don't think they're making less concussive helmets. Cameron? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know the data, really. I think most of it is they're just testing for concussions more because, I mean, you look back in the day when they were just wearing a plastic cap on their head and nobody really talked about concussions. Um, they are updating helmets every single year. I don't know if they're required to wear a certain type of helmet. That's a good question. I know they're required to wear uh, doggy caps now in preseason um, or in training camp, which is like the thing that covers your helmet. They can look ridiculous. Yeah, 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 the big Yeah, they do. So, I mean, they're taking the steps. I just think it's more that anytime someone gets hit, you know, feels a little dizzy or fuzzy, they're going to get checked out. And in Tuba's case, apparently he was fine, even though he couldn't walk. But at the same time, in my own experience, I've, I've gotten hit and walked up or stood up and couldn't walk straight. But I don't think I was concussed. So I, I don't know. I, I think the helmets make a difference, but for the better. So I don't agree with your take. I don't think, right? See, I thought you guys would have jumped on this because it was wasted and there's no evidence to support this claim. And I went for it anyway. And you guys disappointed me. It's certainly wasted, though. Are they? That the FBI like, will get involved what's in the, the alternative, like stand helmets? <laughs> No, I'm saying that they're gonna investigate the helmets. They're gonna there's gonna be legal uh, action against the makers of the helmets. But that that brings me back to my question. Like, do, uh, doesn't everyone wear a different type of helmet? Is each team sponsored by a certain no, they, company? No, no, every they, player chooses their helmet, but they have a pool to choose from. They have different designs and there could be they're gonna investigate the helmets. This year. What kind of helmets are gonna like wear? There's gonna okay. be some scandal about it. Like, oh, these, uh, these helmets. Helmet gate. That's exactly what I said. I said helmet gate. Right, right. I heard, I heard that. I heard that. But I didn't know that was your actual take. If, if your take is that they're going to look at every brand and every single type and find out who got the most concussions or got tested yeah, that's for a, it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I think they probably already do that. Maybe I haven't heard any anything about it. All I'm hearing is that NFL's helmets are safer than ever before. But there's got to tell you, helmet gate. Uh, no, Cam, I agree with you. Like I've, I remember Wakona game. I hit a guy and blacked out. I couldn't see for a few seconds. Didn't come out of the game. Like you can't trust the players to say whether they're concussed or not. And I don't think I was concussed either. Like I didn't have a headache the next day. Like I. I felt fine for the rest of the game. It was in the first quarter. So, I don't know. It's tough to, it's tough to call. It's a violent sport. It's going to happen. Uh, Tucker? 
No, I, we are, you, you already got it. Yeah, Trey, you were there for my only sports concussion, and I went back in the game in 15 minutes. Yeah, you also... Uh, CYC. Yeah, you bled all over. Literally the lost my contact on the play. Broke my nose. I failed. The concussion test was someone asking me what day of the week was it. I got the question wrong. And then they asked me who the president was. I said Obama. And they're like, all right, good enough. And that was it. That was my concussion test. I made my mom give me her contact out of her eye, put it in my eye, and played the rest of the game. Just absolutely dazed and confused. <laughs> um, Tiger, you got a waste of Yeah. Um, so I'm watching the Colts game right now and watching Matt Ryan on the Colts. And this team seems to have a history. Is seem to be going down the path a path of just signing quarterbacks every single year, and I was thinking, who will be the Colts quarterback next year? Because this team had a lot of pieces; they're just still missing a quarterback. Because Carson Wentz wasn't the guy, Matt Ryan is a good guy. Who is going to be the guy? Wow, what a terrible throw! Yes, uh, Dale, what's the guess? Baker. Nope, it's Lamar Jackson. No. Way. Lamar Jackson's a free agent next year. The, everything's leading towards the fact that the Ravens don't seem like they want to pay him. And Lamar honestly feels like a guy to me that's not going to want to be franchise tagged. I have a fa- feeling if they try to franchise tag him, he's the kind of guy that says, you know what, franchise tag me, I won't play. I won't play all season. And who would pay him? The Indianapolis Colts will absolutely pay them. They're paying absolutely mid-quarterbacks right now. So I can see them going all out to get a good quarterback on this team. They have a great offensive line. They have a couple of pretty good weapons and a solid defense. They're a QB away. I think Lamar would be that guy. So I'll say that I don't think they're a QB away. I think this, this right now, this year, is proving that they have a lot of work to do. Um, but I do agree with you. I was thinking about this team this week, and I was thinking they need to do a Rams move, like a Matt Stafford-type deal, where they just trade everything for a good quarterback and take a shot at it. Uh, but this is also a, a good – I like this, Tucker. Um, he – I mean, imagine a backfield of him and Jonathan Taylor. That would be nuts. But like, Awesome. He – I think Lamar obviously is playing really well right now. He's got a lot to prove. He's – playing for a contract, you know, and he's playing really well. So I think he's going to get paid a ton. I do think he'll end up staying in Baltimore. He's too he's too dynamic to let go. He's too important to the team. But if he was to go anywhere, I mean, there's a lot of teams that, you know, have the quarterback slot to build with either a guy they think is the next guy or somebody that cemented themselves. I mean, He's not. He's gonna have places to choose from if he hits the market. And if the Colts aren't in on it, they're stupid because they've two years, three years now, just had good good rosters, bad quarterbacks. And if they ever want a chance to win, they need to bring in somebody that actually is talented and not a hundred years old. So Lamar would fit perfectly, I think. There, uh, I don't know how they. They change the offense around him, but him and Jonathan Taylor would be tough to stop. Cam? Um, a couple things. Okay. I don't agree with this. Um, I think if Lamar is to lead, um, the Colts would be a viable option. I'm not, I'm not saying that's wrong. 
However, I don't think he's going to leave just because, um, I mean, Harbaugh drafted the guy, and yeah, they can come to an agreement, but he's playing out of his mind. It's kind of like the Aaron Judge situation, honestly. He's up there in MVP race right now, and he's kind of on the fence with a contract, whether he's going to resign, and now he's balling out. So I don't think the team has another option other than to sign him again because, I mean, they drafted him, he won an MVP, and they still don't have a Super Bowl. So are they going to just rebuild and hope they get a guy that's, you know, as good as Lamar? No, they're going to they're gonna re-sign him, whatever it takes. However, I do think that the Colts would be a really good fit for him. Um, JT in the backfield is disgusting to think about. Trey, I think you made the take that they should go win-now mode and pick up a guy like Stafford. Matt Ryan is kind of just like Stafford. Not at all. Um, what, how do you mean? He's like a year older. Stafford has always had better arm talent. Okay, but statistically, they're pretty much the same person. All right, well, I mean, it's the eye test at that point. Like, That's fine. I just think, I mean, they've been doing the same thing. If you would have asked me, if you would have asked me, Two years ago, before Stafford was there, I would have said Stafford's better quarterback than Matt Ryan. Yeah, I put Stafford on a different tier. It's year by year. I mean, Matt Ryan has never He's looking like doo-doo this year, though. Yeah, he's done. Rotator cuff. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm just saying, I, I mean, there there isn't really a chance for a win-now quarterback at this point, other than, like, maybe Aaron Rodgers. That could be interesting. Rodgers might go there. Uh, Dell. Um, I don't think this is going to happen. I think Lamar stays a Raven. Um, I really don't see him playing anywhere else. The thing is, like Trey, what you were saying, he's got to fit that system. Oh, excuse me, big yawn. Um, you bring Lamar into your system. I mean, you have to have a system equipped to, to you know, play that way. Uh, I don't. I can't even think of another team that would be able to just slot a guy in like that. They both caught it. So, anyone watching the game right now? No. Both yeah. Broncos player just caught the ball simultaneously, just like went to the ground with both of them holding on to it. Like a DB in a corner fighting for, I mean, a DB in a receiver fighting for the ball, but it just was two Broncos players. Do they get, uh, do they get half, uh, catch? Half first? Oh, no. (laughs) But they were fighting for it. (laughs) All right. Um, let's move on. Fraud of the week time. Um, I've got a fraud, and it's relevant to our conversation we were just having. My fraud of the week is, the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens are, what are they now? Two and two. They've uh, trailed in their losses for just 14 seconds. Um, John Harbaugh, over the past couple of years, has decided that he's just going to do crazy stuff in the red zone and go for it on fourth down when it's maybe not necessary. And it happened again this week, and Marcus Peters almost killed him. So it's he's like I want to say it works out like fifty percent of the time. Like a lot of times it's a big call, but it feels like in the past two three years that it's kind of 
not worked ever. Um, I don't know if it's just because it's publicized more, but I don't think this team's going to win the Super Bowl. I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they're a good team. I just think they're they're kind of fraud fraudulent because they can't hold a lead. Their defense stinks. They almost blew a lead to the New England Patriots of all teams. They just seem like that fraudy, like they're going to blow it. They're going to blow it in the playoffs. There's no way. I mean, Lamar can play out of his head, but with bad coaching and bad defense, they are frauds. They are looking like a good team. They're really bad, actually. So, frauds. Tucker? Um, my fraud of the week is the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings won this weekend in London. And I've never seen a more fraudulent win in my goddamn life. They're going up against, number one, a bad Saints team. But they're going up a bad Saints team without, one, their quarterback. Two, their running back. And three, Michael Thomas. So their QB, their running back, and their wide receiver, one, all weren't there. And they still got every call and still almost blew the game. Like, every single thing went their way just to be able to edge out a Saints team with none of their players in that. I think this team is fraudulent. I think my other pick of the Detroit Lions making the playoffs is looking kind of good right now. I might be a genius, should have bet these things instead of just saying them. But, um, yeah, frauds. Cameron? The Lions are one and three, by the way. Um, I'm torn between two. Go to Dylan first. Uh, okay, I'll go. Uh, my fraud is the Los Angeles Rams. Rams are my fraud of the week. Not only did they have a horrendous week uh, last week against the 49ers, um, they're just haven't looked to be on the same le- even remotely on the same level as they did last year. I don't know if it's because Stafford is halfway broken or um, they lost too many defensive weapons, um, but they just don't seem to be the same team. Now, they have scored the least points out of anybody in the NFC, um, and they've led up about middle of the pack in in points, but their offense is looking crappy. They're 2-2. Two and two. Everybody in the NFC West is 2-2. Two and two. Um, The Patriots have outscored them. They've scored the least amount of points outside of the Colts, who have 57. Um, they're just fraudulent. I mean, there's no other way to put it. We thought they were going to be very good still, and they're just really not. Yeah, they're kind of bad. Um, Cameron? All right, I'm right. Also, the helmets. Helmets are frauds. This is a big, big commitment here. Fraud weeks, fraud of forever. Dak Prescott. Now, you ask me, he hasn't played. He's hurt. But here's my thing Cooper Rush is now 4 0 as a starting quarterback for the Cowboys. He's played relatively well with less talent around him especially offensive line, especially uh, wide receiver. And I just think that the Cowboys are, I've said this before, they're never going to win anything. 
Um, but if Cooper Russ can do it, undrafted out of where at Central Michigan, is that right? Is somebody else? I have no idea where it's from. But oh, okay. I think it's it's more of, and we say this term all the time, system QB. But I think the Cowboys just have it set up where they just make the easy throws and don't win by 50 every game. And Which is good. I just think Dak Prescott goes anywhere else. He's not even close to the quarterback. And he doesn't win. He's not really a winner. He can win during the regular season, sure, put up pretty good yards. Not great touchdown-wise, and he's had all this talent around him. Um, but now Cooper Rutgers is doing it, and it just makes me think, um, you know, how is Dak not done more? So, I'm a little bit biased as a Giants fan, but I think Dak's a fraud. He's been injured. He hasn't played a full season in a while, I don't think. So, I'm going to go with Dak Prescott. Um, I like that it one, was man. Central Michigan. Now, I'm going to bring up one thing that I, I did called myself a loser for earlier in the season. Uh, that being the Cowboys not winning enough games to have their best season since like 1960 or whatever it was because that was when Dak got hurt. But like Cam said, Rush is playing good. They've won three games in a row and the sky's the limit seems for the team. So um, I'm redacting my uh, loser status on that day. Do you, do you agree? I do agree. I, I agree 100%. This should have been your wasted day. Um, yeah. All right. Let's move on to some games this weekend. Patriots, Green Bay. Um, bit of, it actually was, ended up being an interesting game. Of course, Hoyer goes down super early. We saw the debut of Bailey Zappi. Um, I mean, I was happy with the game. A lot of people in New England are treating it as a huge moral victory. I don't ever see it that way. You didn't win the game. Trey, now, do you want to give yourself a win for this? Because you said Brian Hoyer will get you to the 35-yard line every time. Yeah. And Brian Hoyer had one drive where he went to the 35-yard line. Yeah. No, <laughs> he I, said that after the drive. He is what he is, man. No, he said it before the drive. Yeah, he did. He said it at my house. Yeah, I mean, we won't, a lot. Uh, Dylan Tucker and I watched the game together. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the team played well. I think Aaron played terribly. Um, my couple takeaways from this game are not positive, though. Um, I think actually the play calling in this game was pretty darn good. And the reason I think it was good is because the team decided that they were going to be conservative. Matt Patricia decided he was going to play conservative with Zappy. Right. So he was going to a lot of running, uh, a lot of really short, easy passes, um, some play action, which we haven't seen a ton of from the Patriots this year. Really simplified playbook. And I think that is exactly what they should be doing all the time. I think they did it because they didn't trust Zappy. I think they should be doing the same thing with Mac. I think they should dumb down the playbook, simple playbook, and they'd have better results than they've had thus far. Uh, my second takeaway is. Everyone's kind of talking about how the defense has been decent. I think the defense kind of stinks. They're terrible on third down. Um, they can't. They can't really defend the run. The run's been pretty good against them. So I think the defense is a lot of work. I think their pass coverage has been way better than I ex- expected it to be this year. So I'll say that much. 
It would have been really important, really good to win this game. Coming out of the, the, this this part of the schedule, being two and two would have been a lot better than one and three. But they've got a bit of a break in the schedule now. They've got the Lions, whom they should beat, regardless of who's playing quarterback. They've got the Cleveland Browns. Hopefully, you'll have Mac back then. You should beat that team. Um, so they've got some. They've got some. You know, more layup games coming up that they really need to win. Again, this one is a must win. I had said it about week two in the Steelers. I said that was a must win. They won it. Um, this is another must win. You cannot start one and four. Um, but overall, and the Zappy kid, I thought he did well finding himself in the moment. I don't think he's a player. I'd like to talk about after the Mac Zach, Zappy debate in quotations that's going on right now. Um but I think he, he found himself in the moment and he, he, he made some nice plays and he wasn't stupid with the ball. He didn't throw an interception, which I thought he was going to. So, uh, Tucker, your takeaways from the game? Tucker? Oh, he's on the phone. Sorry. Uh, Dylan, your takeaways from the game? Yep, I'm here. Um, just pouring myself a brew for the boys. Um, the game, the game, the game. We watched the game here, didn't we? Yeah, we did. It was, I mean, it was a bit of a roller coaster. I kind of thought we had a chance there. One thing you didn't touch on was the was the uh, overtime uh, decision not to go for it, fourth and five or whatever from the 50-ish. The Patriots had the ball and then... Yeah. Um, and then lost on the resulting drive by the Aaron Rodgers and the crew. So uh, I, I, you have a QB. It's his first game ever. Uh, you, you had to make, you had to pass the ball in that situation. You weren't gonna, you weren't gonna run. Um, I don't hate the decision because you're essentially giving the game away. Um, if you don't get it, because then it's like, you know, first and 10 at the 50. Um, but the game was also within reach if they got another 10 yards. So it was like Belichick put his faith in the defense to come up with another big spot to get better field position or to just even take the ball away because we did have a, a pick six earlier in the game. I, so, I, so, yeah, I mean, I agree with the call. I think it was the right call from that fourth and five to punt. I, I don't think I did retweet a stat that was um, <laughs> apparently there's a surrender index showing how cowardly plays are. Yeah. Um, and it was a surrender index of 57.9 ranks in the 99th percentile of cowardly punts. So, but yeah. I think it's the right call, Dylan. I agree with you. The problem that I have is the play before that. Or no, two plays before that. When you're at second and ten, which they I think ran they were like at, a they ran a draw. Play. Well, yeah, they ran like a draw, and then the next play, Zappy rolled out and missed a guy. The refs did miss a defensive holding. Not gonna blame it on the refs. They were terrible all game, though. I'll say both ways. They were awful. Shout out Pittsfield. Yeah, the Pittsfield guy. I don't think it was all him, but I think that crew chief had no idea what he was doing. But I I agree with the decision to punt. I think that the play calling pre prior in the in the series needed to be better um again i think a lot of the issues are coming down to coaching like i thought they were at the beginning of the year tucker your takeaways from the game um 
Yeah, I mean, I think it was a positive game given the circumstances. Um, I thought the play calling was good as well, and I'm hoping that the team can maybe learn something from this play calling. We'll have to see. I do agree that I like the play calling more this game. Um, but, I mean, I just thought this game was a super positive in terms of like the way that they held in there with a better team. A more skilled team. I mean, I thought their defense played very well, especially in the first half. Not as much in the second half, but still played well throughout. I think their cornerback screw is really good. I mean, obviously they're going to do good against this trio, but um, yeah, overall, I mean, I thought this was a really good game for the Pats. I was happy about how they played, how they were coached, kind of all sides of it. Sad to see them lose, but I felt like it was a moral victory. I know that there's no moral victories, but, like, when you're talking about a team that's looking for a top, like, I'm starting to look towards the draft already. And, like, Kustray, you think we're making the playoffs this year? No, absolutely not. So, I mean, what's the difference between going 3-14 and 14 and going 8-9? and nine? I don't, I don't trust their drafting. Is when it boils down. I, well, I don't trade. They've never had high draft picks. You're like, well, they never get superstars out of the draft. Yeah, they never. They've had one top fifteen draft pick in the last twenty years. And they'll and find, Mac Jones. They'll, there's plenty of busts in the top fifteen picks. Happens all the time. So. Yeah, I don't know. I just think there's higher upside to the first fifteen picks because there is. If you're looking for those superstar players, that's where you're most likely to get them. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I would much rather. I, I want them to make the playoffs. That's what I want. Um, yeah, absolutely. We all do. But if they're not making the playoffs, would you rather them go 8-9 and nine or 3-14? and 8-9 and because I want to watch them play well. I want to build for next year. I don't want to be terrible. Um, See, I'd rather, like, this we've gone over this 100 times. Yes. I just think there's no um, shaking the stink of a terrible season like that. Uh, so, one other thing I wanted to mention about the play calling, though, was that um, the play calling was easy. Like doing all these short passes and short routes was, was, was achievable because the, uh, Packers rush defense was terrible. Yeah. And we were just running for seven, nine yards of carry. So like it, it opened up the opportunity for these types of little dump passes and whatnots. I think if Mac um, was in the game, they still would have been fucking watching it. That's what I'm saying. But I'm saying we very easily could have been up against a different defense and our only option was to be doing this type of these plays because they didn't have faith in Zappy, but if it, it would have not worked because it would have been playing against a team that could defend against the rush. So you got to p- take that into consideration too. Uh, Cameron, did you watch this game? Uh, here and there, I was on red zone. Um, kind of the same thing, unbiased. I think uh, that was a good loss for you guys. Showed a little bit of promise. Um, if I were you, I would want to lose every single game for the rest of the year, just like that. So you know, that's my there's point. Hope, but <laughs> there's hope, but you know, you get a high draft. I'm just um, so anti-tank. I think it ruins organizations. No, no, no. I don't think you should tank. I just think if you play very well and just lose at the end, I don't think those go hand in hand. It shows promise. Um, as far as Zappy versus Mac, you already know this. I'm a big Bailey guy, so um, I think he should be the guy. 
from here on out. Mac, trade them, get rid of them, don't care. So let's let's talk about that a little bit. Um, there is a bit of a narrative in Boston right now of let the kid, uh, let Zappy play until he stinks. Um, people are misunderstanding this as the Brady thing that happened. I think Zappy stinks. I'll say that right now. I I think that he is not a good quarterback. I think his throws that he had, he had a couple deep throws that were wide open. Um, definitely defensive misses. Um, and they were kind of fluttering. He threw some bad short passes. I just, I don't, I don't think he's a real player. I don't. I, I really liked how he stood up to the, to the moment. I think he kept his composure. Um, I think the, the concern for me was seeing the he team. He controlled the offense well, too, we were saying. Yeah, like, no, he, in the huddle, he was speak. you could see he was speaking with conviction. Like he wasn't, he didn't look scared. Like he, I think he has, he has cojones. I just think he doesn't have the arm talent. He's tiny too. Um, I don't think there's a QB controversy. I don't think most people think there is. I think you let him play, see what you got. Maybe maybe he is the next Brady that's this random guy that comes in and takes a first-round picks job. I don't think that's the case. Um, my more concern was the team seemed pretty amped up around him. Now, I know it's probably just because he's the third-string guy and they're fired up because they're in it with one of, the top, one of the best five quarterbacks of all time and this team hasn't been doing well and this was kind of their chance to knock off a really good team. Um, but at the same time, like they haven't been fired up at all this season until this game. And it was kind of revolving around Zappy. So my concern is that maybe some guys have lost faith in Mac. I hope it's not the case. I don't think it's warranted, but they just seemed, he seemed to be more, you know, in it with his teammates than, than Mac has been, which is concerns me a little bit. Um, Tucker, you think there's QB controversy? Um, no, I, I, I didn't think I didn't think he played particularly well. I think he hit guys that were wide open. I thought he understood a lot of balls. Um, you know what? I will say know, this I though. Mean, One more point. He did something that Mac needs to start doing. He just took care of the ball. He fumbled on a sack. Whatever, that's going to happen. But he just didn't throw, give like jump balls. He, yeah. he just no, threw he it to open guys when it was there. The yeah, and I, and that's not always going to win you games. But you know what's going to lose you games is turning it over. And Mac needs to just – I. But I thought it almost was too much. He was scared to turn the ball over. And that's why you saw him throwing it and that kind of thing because he didn't – he was scared. He was playing scared football. Yeah, but I think you I should be. I think, I think like – the reason like, I don't know, I don't want my QB ever playing scared. But I think, I think Mac that, was so geez. good last year because he was in the same mentality of "don't turn this over, don't turn this over." I think that's why he was so good last year is because he just didn't give the the other team chances to to get the ball back, and maybe it cost them some yards and some touchdowns. But at the same time, it's not giving the other team points. So I don't know, but go ahead. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, um, I, I just. You know, I want my quarterback confident. I mean, you can be a mid-level, like, that's what the whole Kirk, I, I don't know, like, I think your ceiling, if you're playing scared, is Kirk Cousins. I think that's kind I think of that's the, I don't think there'll ever be a great, super conservative quarterback. Like, you would, you know what I mean? I think that's, like, yes, your floor is lower, you're not going to make as many dumb plays, 
your ceilings is you become Kirk Cousins. And I don't want that to be my QB ceiling. I'd like him to be better than that. So that's why I don't really like that mentality at all. Because I just think the ceiling's so much lower when you do it. I think Mac just might be Kirk Cousins, though. Like, that might be his ceiling. But, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you can say his ceiling's Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins but would do well here. I think that's a problem. Like, if his ceiling is Kirk Cousins, then that's a whole other problem to deal with. But if you're playing him so that his ceiling can only be Kirk Cousins, then you got no shot. Like, so, at least give him the opportunities to be better. So I agree with you for the most part, but I think in the in the first couple of years, I think that's the most important to give to to give him easy chances, and then as he develops, then he can take more risk risky throws. No, so I agree that the over the top passes all the time are over over the top, but um, I I just don't think the I'm say I'm not saying the playbook as much as the style as the way Bailey Zappi was playing is the way that I don't like because I like how they were play calling him, but you could tell Bailey Zappi his biggest concern on every pass wasn't to hit the receiver, it was to not throw an interception. Yeah, and but that's what I don't. It love. kept them in the game, so I it think did. he should. I think he should start this week, um, and I think they should win against the Lions. I really do. Their defense is terrible, um, Dylan. Zappy or Mac? I mean, for next week, you got to play the Zap attack. Would you rather uh, have Mac at 60% or Zappy at 100%? Zappy at 100%. I agree. By a million. Yeah, 100%. I mean, Mac at 80%, I'd still take Zappy at 100%. Um, just because I don't think it's going to take too, too much to achieve the same goal against the the Lions. I mean, the Lions have scored a shit ton of points. I think they might even they might be the most in They're the league. They're the best offense and the worst defense in the league. They are. <laughs> it's like 140 points both sides, I think, something like that. Um, You're exactly right. So... Not a boy deal. They, uh, they, I mean, the Patriots just have to play pretty good defense and I think they got this game, and I, I would play Zap if if, uh, if that's the plan. I mean, the thing, the thing you have to remember is Zap went into this game last week obviously not knowing he was going to play. I think that was better for him. I think it's worse to have him know no, he's going to play. I think it was better for him on the first one, and then, but now there's at least something for the coaching staff, however good or bad they are, to at least look, and even if they give them like a couple things to work on, maybe they can tailor a few plays that feel more confident in him to practice over the next few days. Then he's might he might be a little bit more prepared without being as as overwhelmed. You know I, I, mean? I agree. I think it was so good for him could, to come. I think it would be a good outcome with him playing for sure. I think they should win, and I think he should play about as well as he did last week. Um, but just one more thing on this game before we move on. I know we've been on it for a while, Cameron. You've been ripped off. The zapping, there's shirts. People are saying it everywhere. I had never heard it before you said it last. Um, I don't know when you said it. You said it before he, he was before Hoyer got injured. But uh, you got ripped you off. Got to stop with the computer movement. Wasn't me. Cam, you got ripped off. Uh, any any thoughts? 
I did, actually twice. So first, the zapping made that up, did not hear it anyway. Um, that was before Horror there. got injured, too. You said it, like, mid middle of last week. Yeah, I said it, and then I think he responded and said... I love it. I said I love it. Yeah, something like that. Oh, here it was. Um, I said it... No, can't find it. Whatever. Um, the second time I got ripped off was the Married to the Game. Yep. Oh, yes. That's what I, I said that about, actually. On the pod as well. Or the first one I didn't say on the pot, but Married to the Game, definitely have it recorded. So I should probably try to trademark that and get some money out of it. I mean, you said the book is going to be Married to the Game. That, like, Correct. Do so. Was that do, a take protect, yourself, a, protect yourself. Protect yourself now, Cam. Protect yourself now, so when he does it, you can sue. What did you say? It said, "Protect yourself legally, so when he does it, you can sue." Or they'll just buy it off you. Yeah, buy the domain name. I should look into it, (laughs) but no, it wasn't a waste to take. It was an added. It's probably the name of the book already. But it was two weeks ago before the divorce. It was way before. Yeah, no, it it was was more than two weeks before the season started. It was before week one. Why can I not find it? So. I don't know. Maybe you said it to us in, on the pod. I don't remember. I'm gonna try to find it, but yeah, ripped off. Mad about it, but I've been a big zap guy. Cam, quit your job going to advertising, dude. Um, all right, let's move on to your team. Um, the Giants getting a big win over the Bears. Uh, some people are saying the worst three-one team in NFL history. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, had to go to the Wildcat a little bit. Um, what's the quarterback situation looking like? Is Saquon going to be co- emergency quarterback this week? Uh, how do you feel about your team getting a win over the Bears? Justin Fields, by the way, sucks. Yeah, he was one of my thoughts. He throws one, um, one good pass a game. I feel good. Glad we won. Um, as for the quarterbacks, I think Daniel's going to be fine. Um, another thing that I just love is that they immediately shifted the Wildcat. Like, didn't take a timeout. I don't think there was an injury for Tyron, obviously, but immediately Wildcat Saquon ran for a decent amount, and then I think maybe like three plays later they switched back to Danny. But um, yeah, it just goes to show that the coaching staff is way better than last year. They have tricks up their sleep. They got answers for everything. Um, and I'll say it again: the best part is that the team actually believes in themselves, and the fan base does. Um, you know, this three and one, they're not the worst of all time. I don't know the other ones, but definitely the worst three and one team in the league. And I say that because their wins are Panthers, Titans are getting better, but that was week one and it was a missed field goal and then fifth. So there's, there's hope, but they need to start winning games by, you know, more than single digits and beating teams that are, uh, relatively good. So that, that's kind of my, my uh, take on everything right now. I'm, I'm hopeful, I'm optimistic, but I'm not giving my hopes up. Now, Wildcat is when you hike it directly to the running back, right? Yeah, usually in a Wildcat, you have the quarterback will like go out of the receiver position, you'll have two running backs in the backfield, and go from there. And they just hike it to one of them? Yeah. And the Patriots got absolutely destroyed one year because the Dolphins brought it out, and they had no idea how to stop it. Um, yeah, the, the Dolphins did the, 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 the Wildcats ever run the Wildcat? Did we run the 
We did. We did in. I know we did in Pee Wee's and shit like that. I don't remember in high school if we ran it. We had yeah, we had uh, Kansas, which was very oh, similar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think I saw Coach T talking to himself on uh, Main Street the other day, driving home from yeah, work. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tucker, you got anything on the Giants at all? Or the uh, are the Giants a top? How many teams are three and one? Three, four, uh, three or. Three? Are the Giants a top five team in the NFL? Statistically, yes. That's the question I've heard people ask it. Uh, Bears, Tucker? Nikhil Harry's coming back. Uh, yeah, so I think this game's completely different if Nikhil Harry was it. I think everyone can agree with that. Dylan, you got it. Because, I mean, who's their top guy? Who's guarding Nikhil? Darnell Moody has been terrible, seven, by the way. There's seven, so. three, and one teams. Oh, our. Are, and then there's what one four and all, yeah. So are the Giants a top eight team in the NFL? Real question. I wish the Giants and no, Patriots were playing this year. Um, but that yeah, I mean this game, somewhat this was a someone had to win game. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't hang your hat on it, Cam. <laughs> um. I watched a Bills fan recap of this game, and it just sounded like the entire game was just the most infuriating thing in the world to watch. Um, but good for the Giants. Happy for them. I got nothing against them anymore. It was like I hated them for like five years, and then they kind of just sucked, and now I kind of like the Giants a little bit. It's kind of like they're almost like the Lions in like – the fact that they sucked for a little bit, and now I kind of like them because they sucked for a bit. The Lions always sucked, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a fan. Um, good game. Not really much to talk about, but yeah, I'm a Danny Dimes guy, so go Giants. Uh, Cam, who do you guys got next week? Packers in London. Oh, boy. Oh. That's exciting. Isn't Love it? that. Yeah, Cam, next week you have to do the whole show in an English accent. Um, no, probably not. <laughs> Dylan, you got anything on, on these teams? Bears, Giants? Uh, not really. Um, all Giants right. Looking, all right. Big, biggest game of the week, probably. Kansas City, Tampa, lack of the year. Um, Tampa <laughs> looks kind of bad. Um, and a lot of people are dumping on them right now. I th- I'm going to maintain my take that this is exactly what they want. Um, I think, you know, Kansas City, meet, meet them in the Super Bowl maybe. They're not going to beat them twice. Um, the, the Bucks were able to put up some decent points at the end of the game, make it somewhat interesting, but really it was Kansas City kind of shit-kicking them the whole time. Kansas City's really good. Tyreek Hill's not missed. Um, but in terms of the, the Buccaneers, I think they've got a ways to go. They got to figure some stuff out. I think it's a bit of a disaster with Bowles down there. I haven't heard word one from him this season. I heard more out of Bruce Arians, <laughs> which I think is the point of firing him to get somebody that just shuts up and lets Brady do it. Obviously Brady's going through some stuff. We'll talk about after we cover the game, but, um, I think the Bucks will be fine. They'll figure it out. They'll certainly make the playoffs and then they'll make their real push. Um, Dylan, you got anything? I didn't watch this game, so not really. Um, Are you worried about the Bucks? 
I think they just need to make the playoffs, honestly, and I think they they got a shot if they're. I think they have a decent shot if they're the last team in the playoffs or if they're the first team in the playoffs. Um, so I think they'll get there, though. Cameron. Yeah, kind of in the same boat. They don't look great, but in that division, I mean, Falcons, Panthers, Saints, are they all 1-3 and three right now? Falcons are 2-2. Two and two. Okay. This well, is so stupid. Still they beat Cleveland. Um, God damn it. They're going to walk through that division, and they'll probably figure it out. I mean, when Brady first got to Tampa, they were, I think, 7-1. I, I think they were 1-3. Oh yeah, I don't know. They were. I know they were seventy-five at one point, and it wasn't looking great, and they just won out. Um, so I think they'll figure it out. But obviously, Brady's got a lot more on his mind now, so maybe not. Um, Tugger, you got lock of the year. Uh, you worried about the Bucks? Is Brady um, off the cliff? I think I. I mean, I'm a preemptive winner right now. I'd like to say for my Tom Brady's over the hill take. I said that he was going to be over the hill this season. You're trending in the right it. direction. And I'm trending in the right direction. I'm obviously not calling myself a winner. I'm not at all calling myself a winner yet because I've seen Tom Brady play football before, and I know how this goes. So I won't say anything yet, but I'm trending in the right direction. So I'm happy about my take so far. So one um, – as for the Bucks' future, um, I think they still have a good shot of winning this division. I think knowing that division, besides the Panthers, knowing that division sucks anymore. I think the Falcons. I don't. Are I don't think that the. Um, I just don't think that they're terrible on the Falcons. I think that if the Bucks really did fall apart, I think that the they would have a chance. But you know. A lot of football left to play. Um, one huge winner we missed at the top of the show. Brady's divorce. Nailed that one. Um, I said during the season they would get divorced. They've hired divorce lawyers a quarter of the way through the season. So we're on we're on pace here. Um, the deal might be signed. The divorce might be finalized uh, when the playoffs start. And then it's over for everyone. Um, but just your thoughts on it. I mean, end of an era. Giselle. My whole thing was, man, Brady's kind of going out sad. Like, we had the fake retirement, which was so stupid, and it's only reserved for the stupidest of people, like Brett Favre. It's like, and like, Michael Jordan came back once successfully, then came back again and was not that good. Um, but it's just, and, and then this happened, and it's like, it's just, it's he's going out kind of sad. And my whole thing is I like, wish you retired when he retired as well. I, I think it's it's kind of a bad look, and people are memeing him saying, dude really gave up a supermodel wife to go 8-9 and nine and lose to the um, Falcons. I can't emphasize enough. Giselle sucks. Well, I yeah. stand by that. I, I'll die on that hill. I said my piece when I gave the take. It's kind of it's very stupid uh, what's going on with these two, but at the same rate, like, <coughs> excuse me, he's been totally consumed by football for 20-plus years now. So, like, I get I get it. But, like, at the same time, like, I don't know. He's doing something that no one's ever done before. and They can figure it out if they really wanted to. But to me, it's just funny because it seems like since he left New England, like, he left New England 
And I think a big part of it was Giselle. I think she had no interest in being here. I think it probably made his life hell at home. Um, and then they get to Florida and they get divorced. Um, I think he, you're saying Aaron Rodgers needs to come back. I think Brady needs to come back here. One, one last go. Just come back here, win with Bill, make everything right. And, uh, you know, his life has gotten harder since he's gotten to Tampa. And Bill's life has gotten harder since he let Tom walk. So just reunite, give it one more shot next year. Mack will sit behind Brady, learn the tricks of the trade. Um, and, yeah, let that happen. But I, I can't say I'm too surprised. I mean, I called it. And uh, I think this is a bad This is bad news for the NFL. I think he's going to snap out of it. So I think he's going to be have a couple, tough couple of weeks, but he'll snap out of it and be better than ever. Um, Tucker, end of an era. You hate Giselle. Any other thoughts? Uh, I've hated Giselle for a long time. Like, ever since it was the, you can't throw the ball in, catch it. I was like, this lady kind of sucks, huh? But, um, yeah, I mean, it is it is kind of sad with Brady right now. I mean, this is the greatest of all time, and it feels like his, like, career now, they're talking more about the drama, more about this, that, and the other thing involving him than his football game, which is, like, something that was never really a Tom Brady thing. Like, he wasn't a guy that was, like, a tabloid guy. He was all football business and was the best. And then, like, he tied himself to a couple of weird boats with, like, Antonio Brown and that kind of stuff. Now Antonio Brown's being a crazy person. I don't know. It's just, it's sad because it's your childhood hero. So, I mean, I still got love for Tom Brady, even though I should talk him all the time. It's still, like, you wish the best for it. Like, you don't want to see this. No. You don't want to see all this stuff with him. Like, just because that's your childhood hero. Like, he was, like, he's not... Supposed, you know, because he's like what everyone wanted to be when they grow up. Everyone wanted to be Tom Brady. So, like, seeing him kind of be very human right now kind of sucks. Um, Dylan, your thoughts? On Brady? On his divorce. Yeah. Um, I mean, the divorce thing, like, I don't know. I, I think it was a fake tweet. Or message about Giselle saying when he got to Tampa, no, everything was, changed. That was not real. <laughs> no, but I didn't read the whole thing, so I it yeah. was too long. I didn't read it. It was about him becoming the stereotypical Florida man. Oh, okay. Well, then, uh, never mind. But I do think that he has changed. I mean, He's his certainly persona, a lot different than he was. His persona changed uh, significantly. When, just like when talks were beginning about him leaving, uh, his last year, and, he, then, he, was and then he left, and then he became like noticeably completely different. Um, I don't know if that carried over it like into home or something, but it sounds like my guess is they've been having some sort of issues for a significant amount of time. So I guess I'm not surprised. Um, yeah, I mean it was really. Ever since uh, the the gate, seems like he had a bit of a change in himself. At least how he was pre- portraying himself, like to the media and to everybody who watch watches football. So not surprised, but um, I do not think it's a good idea to come back to New England. <laughs> well, it's, it'll never happen. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to manifest. <laughs> 
Um, Cam, obviously the married to the game thing you touched on. Anything else? Yeah, I think you're right. It stems back to the fake retirement thing. Um, I think there's a lot more to it, and there's been problems even before that for sure, and I'm excited to see what comes out. Um, I think maybe the retirement... I hope they go to court and it's televised. (laughs) I think that that would be a thing unless it's Judge Judy. Um, I I think the fake retirement is like, all right, I think this is what she wants to make it it work, so this is what I'm going to have to do. And then he retired for 30 days, and it still wasn't working, so he's like, all right, well, she isn't going to stay with me, so I might as well go back to playing. He's going to play until he's 50. Um, I'll tell you one thing. Winning solves everything. If he goes out and wins another Super Bowl, it'll be nothing, and nobody will ever talk about it again. Um, (laughs) All right. Last thing, quickly. Judge breaks the record. Um, I just want to say, I know I've been nice to judge, but there's so the three guys that have hit over 60 home runs in the AL are Babe Ruth, Roger Maris, and Aaron Judge. All of them played for the New York Yankees, who basically play in Williamsport at the Little League World Series with that field. The only people who ever will break that record will be Yankees because they have that short porch in right field that they get to play half their games at. Yes, I know he's a righty and that's, you know, but he had, I think, seven or eight home runs there this year. You take away those seven or eight home runs, he's not even close to the record. So I'll just say that. I think that the reason it's only Yankees breaking this record is because they have that stupid little field. And that that's that's the reason. I mean, ever since Dylan told me that he went to, to a soccer game there and was like, holy shit, this is tiny. It's like now I've noticed how bad it is. Like, I don't know. I'm sure, you know, it's it's a definitely, he definitely deserves it. He's a great player and he had a great year. Um, and there could, there's home runs at every park that would be home runs nowhere else. But I'm just saying the, the fact that it's three Yankees that have done this is a little bit too much of a coincidence for me. But uh, Dylan, you're the baseball guy. And you think this record will stand for a while? You think it'll be ever be broken? You think someone outside the Yankees could ever break it? I think, yeah, I think it'll stand for a long time. Um, it takes a, a certain player and a certain situation for uh, this to happen. And to the Yankees, Yankee Stadium d- debate, it's definitely a smaller feel. And you definitely do get extra home runs because of it, just because of the, the, like, if you hit a ball not as far, it it could be a home run. You also have to remember, because it's smaller, they can also take more home run, like, home run type swings because they know that they only need to hit a little dinker to get it out. So you could also argue that even though they hit many at Yankee Stadium that would be gone at any other field, they may not be taking the type of swing that allows for that type of distance if they weren't playing in such a smaller field. Um, and I know left center is deep. It's deep as shit. It's like it's like 399 to, to left center, but right down the line is really short. Right field is extremely short. Um, 
and that's where they get a lot of the opposite field home runs that are just like little flick of the wrist, like soft fly balls that would be outs at Fenway by about 60 feet. Um, but they play half their games at, uh, away too, so that you know there's that aspect to it. Um, and I think Judge hit more home runs uh, in away fields than yep. home fields. Cam said that before. 32 um, and 30. But, there, but he, hit, he hit eight to that right field. So that's my like my point is that if he didn't have that so, short porch, he wouldn't have hit it. He wouldn't hit the record. I know it's I know it's conjecture and I like I said, he deserves it. Like I'm not taking it away from him. I'm just saying the reason the Yankee players are the only ones that do, do it is because of the field. It, it, it's it's probably does have some some merit to it. I mean, if if there it, were Orioles players or Blue Jays players or wherever in the AL that were that were able to do this even in history, I I think it'd be more like it'd be less of an argument. But I'm just saying, three guys have hit over sixty: Babe, Maris, thing. and Judge. When it was the home run race with uh, Mark McGuire and. Uh, Is there another one? I don't remember, but uh, um, uh, McGuire, oh shoot, I forget. Well, those guys but, were all roided up. Yeah, but at around that time, like Jose Canseco, I don't know if you know anything about him, but he was playing in Oakland, um, and he hit a shit ton of home runs that year, and Oakland is the hardest place to hit a home run in. It's cold. <laughs> And the field is ginormous. And there was, I mean, if you if we could go back and do stack casts on like fly ball outs that Kinseko had that year, he would have been right in the race too. Because I mean, so it does depend on where, what field you play, in, for sure. Uh, so, Tucker, any thoughts on the record? Um, I mean, I don't think it's. A, I think it's an awesome like. 62 is a crazy number. I think it is kind of overhyped because it's a Yankee player. Like, it is just the AL record. Um, but good for him. Um, I do think there should be a lot of conversation about, like, it's at Yankee Stadium, like, all these types of things. But overall, like, incredible thing. Like, it, no one's been particularly close in a long time, I don't think. Like, I don't remember the last time people were talking about like someone going for 60 home runs. So, um, good for him. I mean, not on the juice as of right now, we believe. Um, but super drank impressive. drank a lot of juice as a kid. He's freaking huge. Yeah. Apple juice. A lot of milk. A lot of milk. Um, but overall... Super impressive, but a I feel like it's a little overhyped. Cameron, your team, your guy. How you feeling? Yeah, I I guess that there's some merit to it. Um, it's obviously a lot shorter over there, but the fact that he hit 32 on the road makes it a lot better for him. Absolutely. Um, no, that's that's why. Like, it's, it's legitimate. Like, it's legitimate. Right. It's yeah. legitimate. 100. Yeah, yeah, and you guys are all on the same page. Where you're not going to take it away from, him. especially because, like you said, Tucker, it's not on juice as of right now. Um, and that we know of. NL guy, I think one of the biggest reasons that they would show it every time he was at bat on every single station um, was because of that factor. 
like there's so much controversy over Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, and Barry Bonds, where they definitely all were juicing, and he isn't. And he, so right now he has technically the the record without taking steroids, I guess. So I think that was kind of part of it. Um, but also, I mean, within the baseballs go farther now, though. Balls are juiced. But I think within 60 years that nobody was able to do it, it's hard to say that it has to be because you think in between that time, if they did it in the NL, somebody else would be able to do it. So, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm happy for him. I hope he stays with the Yankees next year. Uh, you think they got a shot at winning the World Series, Kim? Of course. All right. Um, list, guys. Power rankings. Um, top five teams in the NFL. Half a uh, quarter of the way through the season. We like to do some power rankings at these times, and we figure we just incorporate it into the list, guys. Um, I guess I will <coughs> get it started. My number five, I am going to go with the Miami Dolphins. Now, the Dolphins have really impressed me through the first quarter of the season. Um, some big wins over some good teams. Uh, maybe not so good teams in reality, but thought to be good teams at the beginning of the season, which is where we're kind of evaluating this. Tua has been better than advertised. His deep balls have been pretty good. Um, he Obviously, the concussion is going to mar the season for them, I think, a little bit. I think it's going to be with them for a while. Um, but I don't know. The defense looks really good. We talked about their defensive front recently on the pod. Um they, I think Tyreek's been an excellent addition. I think they went about it the right way by having their struggling quarterback, you know, young guy, see if he's the real deal, put talent around him and see if he actually has what it takes. And so far he's been up to the task. I, <coughs> I think McDaniel is a solid um, coach and I expect them to make the playoffs this year. So they're my number five team. Cam? <coughs> Number five, I'm going to go with the Bucks. Now, we talked about the struggles and everything, uh, but at the end of the day, Tom Brady, the loss was pretty good, and I just don't see them not winning, especially in that division. Um, so, I, I, you know, maybe the play isn't there right now, but they're, they're still three and one. Um, right? They're, they're, they're two and two. Oh. Oh, well, either way, I, I think they're, they're fine. Number five. Tucker? Uh, yeah, for my number five, I have the Ravens. Uh, I think the Ravens are still really good. I think that I think this team will still be around at the end of the year. Everyone's going to be talking about them. Actually, no, changing it on the fly. Number five, I still have the Chargers at number five. I think the Chargers will be a top team at the end of the year this year. I think maybe they're not playing their best football, but I think they have all the pieces to be a top team in the league. If we're going off of roster, I think they're higher than five, but based off of performance plus roster, I have them at five right now. I think their coach is holding them back. I think he's a dink. Um, their defense is what's killing them, though, yeah? Yeah, I mean... Their defense doesn't play well, but they, like, I just, they signed J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack this J.C. Jackson is overrated, as every court Patriots corner ever is. As soon as they leave, they stink. Um, Dylan, five? 
Um, now, how are we basing this? Like top five teams like, in the NFL right now. Is that does that mean like you think they're going to have the best record by the end of the year? Just how? Just good? right now, who are the best five teams in the NFL? Okay, so it's it's a stop, not predict, not predicting Correct. the future. All right. Well, I predicted Miami in the future because two is cooked. Well, um, I mean, you can take that in consideration. Like, okay. Well, then I'm taking. I'm doing what I'm doing. So do I got number want. five. Nowhere near anybody's list. I'm going the 49ers, number five. I Defense like immaculate. Defense is on point. Um, they made the reigning champions look like they never played football before last week. Um, Monday night. Uh, the offense, eh, not great. Winning. Um, still winning. Jimmy G. And they got Jimmy G back on the center. Winner. And I think I think that's good things, but I think it's better things than when they started the season. So I think they're they're looking uh, on the up and up. Another two and two, but um, yeah. Um, my number four is going to be a bit of a controversial pick, I think. It's going to be the Eagles. Um, I know they're a 4-0. They're the only 4-0 team. Um, who have their, their wins haven't really been against good teams, though, as far as I can remember. I know they just beat the Cardinals, who stink. They beat the Vikings the week before. Vikings, you know how Extremely I feel about the Vikings. Extremely handily. You know how I feel about the Vikings. Um, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of potential for this team to actually be really good. And maybe maybe they're just tricking me, but there's still there's something that makes me want to say that it's a bit of a fraudulent four and all. I'd like to see them play some better teams and see how they do. Um, but they've been great. Um, Jalen Hurts has showed that he's a solid NFL player. AJ Brown, I think, has been a good addition. Their defense looks good. Good defensive backfield. Um, yeah, I mean, they. I think I think that they're a little overrated right now. Um, obviously they're the only four and team, so they should be on the list. Um, but I'm just going to put them at four right now because I'm a little tentative about their wins being over the Cardinals and the Vikings and who else did they beat? I should look up their schedule, but I, I don't think they've beaten anyone overly good. Um, so they're coming to my number four, uh, Cam. Number four, I have the Ravens. Um, not sold on them, but Lamar is playing very well. Um, and I forget who said earlier, they, they tend to kind of give up leads, which is a little bit concerning, but the talent on the team is, um, what's the analogy I'm looking for? They're good to talent, guys. Um, good on paper. Good on paper, but also kind of good on the field. And Harbaugh uh, has proven himself as a winner. And they're three and one right now. I think they're they're going to get better in the relatively bad AFC North. Nobody caught me. They did not play the Cardinals. They played the Cardinals this week. The Eagles have beaten the Jaguars, Commanders, Vikings, and Lions. I think all those teams aren't that good. So the Ravens are two and two. Can't twice now. Um, Tucker. Uh, what you just said actually just dropped the Eagles down to four in my ranking. Because I was going to have them higher, but after finding out who they played, they might not be the world beaters I thought they were. Um, I think they got to play some better teams, but this team's super talented. They have top O-line, top D-line. Jalen Hurts has looked good. His wide receivers have looked good. 
uh, everyone's looked good, but now I'm starting to believe was it them looking good or the teams they played just being trash. So number right. four, I mean, you can't not have an undefeated team, the only undefeated team in your power ranking. So number four, I have the Eagles. Dylan? Number four, I'm following through with Cam. I got the two and two Ravens. Um, I think Lamar's playing good. I mean, they had that weird play calling that cost them last week. Um, they, you know, they got to clean that up. Uh, but they're notorious for stuff like that, but maybe they'll learn from their mistakes. Um, I, I mean, honestly, I was going through all the teams. It's tough to, to narrow it down. After, like, the first three, everybody seems kind of, like, unproven or on. Un, uh, you know, nothing really stands out, I guess, after the first three. So these fourth and fifth picks are kind of tough. But I do think the Ravens are, um, like Cam was saying, on paper, good on the field. Need to bring it together a little bit more. But I think there's a high high ceiling for them. Um, so I'm struggling with three. Um, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers at three. And I know it's not probably the smartest decision, but I think they've had their struggles in the beginning. I think Tom Brady-led teams always kind of struggle in the beginning and then turn around and ball out. Um, I think that they've, they've lost to two really good – well, not really good, but they've lost to two teams that are good. They've lost to the Packers and the Chiefs. They've handled their other business. They The defense is good, like – I think it's going to come around for them. I think they're better than a lot of teams. I was going to maybe put the Ravens in my top five. I realize now that I'm not going to. Um, I'm going to put the Ravens at number six just because of the way that they've lost these games. I think it's a little, like I had said in my fraud segment, I think they're a little shaky. But I think the Bucks will figure it out. I still think they're a really good team. Uh, I think injuries have, have roughed them up a bit. But... Um, They'll, they'll be right in at the end, like we said. So I'll put them at three. Uh, Cam? Number three, I'm the Eagles. I'm giving them more credit than you guys. Um, I just think they look really solid. Jalen Hurts is playing really well. Um, defense is actually playing really well, too. So I don't know what it is about them specifically. It's kind of like the year that they won the Super Bowl where you don't really know who's the key factor that they still want it. Um, I'm going to put them at three for now. Hopefully they lose out. But uh, Tucker? Uh, number three, I have the Bucks. Um, I know they've been not looking great recently. I think they're still missing wide receiver. Was Chris Godwin also back, actually? I don't think, I don't think he was. I'm not sure. I think I don't they got so. everybody back. So, but, I mean, this defense outside of this week has looked incredible. Uh, and the offense, I mean, they still put up points. They didn't look great, but they put up points. Uh, I think they definitely have some stuff they need to work on still. Uh, but I still think this team's really good, and their top is as high as anyone in the NFL. Dylan? Uh, number three, again, I'm following suit with Cam. I'm going to go with the Eagles. Um, one thing none of you guys mentioned, which is the reason why I had this take last week or two weeks ago, whatever, was that one, 
strength was schedule. the schedule. And you're talking about they need to play good teams. They don't play any good teams. They're going to continue to play mediocre teams. They play like two tough games all season. So I think that they're, I think if they can keep what they're doing, they're going to be. They might have the best record. You know, and they like it is what it is. Um, so I got the Eagles at three because I don't think that they're as talented or can win a championship as the two that I have above them. But they're very much worthy of the three. Um, well, we can always adjust midseason. Um, my number two is going to be the Buffalo Bills. Um, the Bills have been pretty much as advertised so far. Had a rough loss against Miami, just kind of run out, ran out of time. Um, there's been times when they've kind of looked pretty shaky um, against Miami, and then this week against the Ravens until they came back and won the game. Um, growing pains, I think. You know, I think they're still really, really good. I think they'll still be, you know, the AFC. They'll be close to the AFC Championship, if not in it. Um, but I think they, you know, I think they need to be a little bit better if they expect to win a Super Bowl this year, like everybody said they were going to in the beginning of the year. So, um, Bills are my number two. Uh, Cam? Number two are the Chiefs. Um, yep. Yeah, I'm the Chiefs. Uh, I'm guessing this is going to be either two or one for everybody. But... Um, I don't really have a reason. It's pretty much just kind of deadlocked between them and the Bills, and I like the Bills better. Uh, Tucker? Um, mine is the Chiefs. At number two, um, I think they look great. They look very good. Their offense looks great. I think this team is definitely a Super Bowl hopeful. Um, I think the difference between one and two is the smallest difference on this entire board out of anyone. But there had to be one above the other, and based off the defense, I had to leave, leave them at two. Dylan? I got the Chiefs at two. Um, they score a lot. The defense is not uh, as great as I think my number one is. Um, but, you know, they're still playing how – we expect them to play, so yeah. Number two, Chiefs, still a powerhouse. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised. I guess I'm the only one with the Chiefs at number one. Um, I don't know from what just what I've seen. Obviously, a very, very, very bad loss to the Colts, um, which I think, I think you know these you just sometimes to have an off day and whatever. But I, I just think that the way they've kind of bounced back. Um, after losing like their one of their biggest pieces on offense, I think is pretty impressive. Just Patrick Mahomes continuing to show like he's an elite quarterback, and you know, I don't know something to me. Just the way I've seen the Bills play, you know, the, the sloppiness I've seen out of them at times has kind of turned me off of putting them at number one. But I, I agree with Tucker; it's a very, very, very slim margin between these two teams. And I'm just right now, I'm just a little higher on the Chiefs than I am on the Bills, so they're my number one. Cam? Yeah, obviously Bill's number one. Um, I guess the biggest thing that puts them over the edge is their losses. So their loss was to Miami in Miami. Um, and it was like a very high scoring. They did let up the, a big lead. But 
I think the Chiefs, I don't know. I think the Chiefs like tend to lose to those kind of teams, like the Colts, where you don't expect them to lose, and they do. Um, I don't know. I test wise, I just I love watching the Bills play. They're very fun, and not that the Chiefs aren't, but I, I think the all around team, the Bills just have a better roster. And not saying that if they play in the playoffs, the Chiefs wouldn't win, but. I don't know. I think they're they're more put together. I think Patrick Mahomes is still a better quarterback than Josh Allen, but I don't know. I like the Bills. Tucker, number one, I have the Bills as well. Um, I just think they are the most complete team in the NFL right now, through and through. They're very good. Do I think they're going to win the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. They're still the Bills, but in terms of a power ranking, they're number one far and away. Well, not far and away. The Chiefs right behind them. But. Dylan? Yeah, uh, it's a given with the Bills. The defense, I think, um, I know they, again, we've all said it, they had that bad loss, but I think the defense is very, very good, and the offense is obviously very, very good. So um, I think they're front runners right now. I think most people would agree with that. Um so, yeah, it was one. All righty. Uh, that's it for list, guys. And I believe that's it for our show. Um, we will be back next week with more hard-hitting analysis. Um, yeah. Um, but make sure you keep voting on our socials. Check us out there. Thanks for listening. Thanks for getting wasted with us. And we will see you next week. So long. See you.